Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Sometimes your dad's old truck needs a new alternator at the same time that your house needs a new door. And that's why we're so happy that this podcast is brought to you by our friends over at GEICO. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do, and I bet it can be hard work, but you know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. And it's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. Walking Dead Season 6, Episode 8, The Door is over. The door has closed on that. But we are just getting started on post-show recaps. My name is Jessica Lees, and oh boy, guys, I was not I was not ready for any of this. I, I need a little bit of time to sit with this and figure it all out, but I have very special guests with me here this week. Of course, first of all, not a guest at all, but a man who would never throw a game of Scrabble against me. <laughs> Chappelle. Hi, we're back. Hi. We're back. Oh, Fear, Fear the Walking Dead is back. And yep. I have mixed feelings. Um, you know, I was excited to talk about Fear. I was excited that the episode was, it was better than most of the episodes of The Walking Dead we've had to digest recently. However, but the, the Dory... The John Dory? Are we not? Are we really going to do that on the first episode back? Really? Uh, so I don't know how to feel, but I am happy because we have another guest with us. And I don't even know if he can be considered a guest, but at least it gives me some level of excitement to talk about this really sad episode of The Walking Dead. Um, who do we have with us finally, Jess? Mm, I, I, it's been so long. It's really, we got the band back together, guys. It's Josh Wiggler. Hold the Dory! Oh gosh! <laughs> Hold the Dory. So now, before this Guys, podcast started, it's me, Jess Chappelle, I'm back. <laughs> so before yes. this podcast started, like even last night, as soon as I finished watching the episode, I said there are two very specific references. One of them is going to be one that Wiggler makes, and one of them is going to be one that Chappelle makes. Stay tuned for the one that Chappelle's going to make, but. Wiggler drops this in the first 10 seconds. I did it. Well, I you you sent me into my standard anxiety overdrive, Jess, when you were <laughs> when you were like, there's a joke that Josh is absolutely going to make. I'm like, oh, great. Well, now I'm definitely not going to make it. And I'm going to come back to my first Walking Dead podcast since 2020. And I'm going to like ruin everything. Jess and Chappelle are best friends now. And I'm the awkward third wheel. And I'm just going to screw everything up. And so, like, I'm like, what are you even talking about? What's the joke? And then, like, you're like, what's the name of the episode? The door? You're like, yeah, and and what happened with the famous time with the, some of the, oh, right. Hodori. Got it. Hodori. Yeah. Hodori and right. John Dory. Yeah, but I then I was like, but I've only paid attention to, like, 20% of the episode, so I hope that I get it. And you're like, no, it's really that obvious. Like, oh, that is pretty obvious. 
Yeah. Anyway, uh, hi friends. It's hi, so Josh. Good. it's so good to be here. I'm having so much fun. I was I was so I wasn't gonna. I, I said before we got on uh, officially. It's like uh, I'm 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 out on Walking Dead on my main account, but I'm coming back for Fear on my throwaway. Uh, you can't uh, on my burner. Yeah, Josh, mm-hmm. bring the sock puppets. Yeah, I don't know Talk that I'll, I don't know that I can be here every single week, but I I hope that I can hang a little bit because I actually I've enjoyed Fear of the Walking Dead and I wanted to see what they were going to do. We did all those Fear of the Walking Dead World Beyond podcasts and they left us in the lurch, not the mm-hmm. gulch. And not I was like, what's what are you guys going to do? And then yeah, to Chappelle's point, and like uh, I guess like we've kind of talked around it, but we should probably just be like, yeah, I hope you watch the episode. This is a big spoiler to talk about in this one. Man, they yeah, just do they just did John Dory like that, huh? I mean, we love spoiling things on this podcast, but yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Since you've been gone, we've ruined like 17 different franchises. Uh Hell yeah. Ple- yeah, please don't go back and watch any James Bond movie. We've covered them all. <laughs> wreck, wreck the shop. Wreck the shop. Yeah, Why not? We're, we're burning it all down. Yeah. And then we're throwing it over the bridge yeah. and hoping it doesn't climb up on a door. Yeah. Um, well, that didn't really do much, huh? Mm-mm. It was it was giving us a little false hope at the end because you know how this show is. You know how this show does. This show is like if you don't see the body, they're definitely not dead, and they could come out from under the dumpster later. Yeah. And oh, look at that! Oh, he got up on the door. He's definitely coming back in like four episodes. No, he's not. He's really, really. I not. appreciate that because I, if I remember right, Chappelle. Once upon mm-hmm. a time, we talked about like Fear of the Walking Dead, and I think like one of my like foremost complaints is like this is the least dangerous show ever they're never gonna they love their characters so much they're never gonna kill any of them like everybody's so precious all the main characters are so super safe and like john dory would have been like really high on my list of like people that were like untouchable by the writer's standards and Mm -hmm. they're like nah, we'll just kill them immediately here yeah no you're right we we've said in the past like Fear of the Walking Dead just hides the characters. Like, they disappear. We don't actually see them die, so we can, you know, very much say that they might come back, right? Right. Um, Josh, I'd have to, you know, correct you that The Walking Dead proper is probably the safest show on television. (laughs) 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 Because Chappelle, they killed everyone. They have no one left. They they, they can't afford to do it anymore. They They can never kill anyone ever again. They act like it, too, because, I mean, we've seen a lot of episodes and not a lot of zombies. But um, I think you're right. Yeah, I would have thought John Dory was safe. And who would have thought he would end up on the door floating, you know, like Rose, <laughs> the Titanic. Yeah. Just, you know, There alive. it was. Yeah. There it was. <laughs> there it is. That I had to get it. there. I, I knew it was coming. There. I had to get there. I was like, well, since we're talking about it, yeah, yeah. There's room enough for two people on that door, but we don't I- have to get into that. I, I called it the second I saw this episode. I'm like, Chappelle's going to go there with the door. And he did. I wouldn't be me if I didn't spoil the Titanic for people who haven't seen it. You know, it's so recent yeah. and topical. <laughs> also, also the, boat, the boat sank and it didn't come uh, back up. That's, yeah. that's true. There was an iceberg as well, but we won't get into the ins and outs. Yeah. John Dory uh. is the boat and he is not <laughs> coming back up from the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. At yeah. least not alive. I was trying to, so so there's an interview with Dalton Ross on EW with Garrett Dillahunt, um, who played John Dory, and it sounds like it was like he's very diplomatically like it's a mixture of it was a creative call, but also like I was getting twitchy. I was like ready to go and I have other things that I want to do. Uh so it sounds like it was like that combo platter of like, yeah, this is good for the story. Like I give you all permission to actually kill a character. 
And like, also, <laughs> I would like to go, I don't know, uh, live my life a little bit. So it seems like that there was like creative reasons for him to leave the show. And also like Garrett Dillahunt, it seems like he kind of wanted to, I don't know, see the world. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, Garrett Dillahunt is a, this is not his first rodeo. He's no. been in a million things. I'm sure he's got a million other things coming up that he'd like to do. It's kind of, frankly, shocking that he stuck around for this long. I feel like if you ever want to guess at what character is going to die on a show next, look to the person who isn't the principal, but who has been in a million other things. They're going to get twitchy and they're going to want to do something different. Like, I would look to see June going next. I was going to say Jen Elfman on Borrowed Time, folks. (laughs) Yeah. She's gonna she's gonna put on those angel wings and play some Barry Manilow and fly up on out of here. Like now it's ah! now, <laughs> now, it's, the, now it's the other thing, right? Like now it's like, well, they're never gonna kill anyone Fear the Walking Dead, and now next week they're like gonna go like they're all done. He's gonna mow them down, every last one. It's gonna be the Dakota and Charlie show. Oh my god, they're gonna team up and. I don't, I don't, I don't mean to do the thing that people sometimes do, where they show up on a Walking Dead podcast and just pop off like a bottle rocket because they haven't talked about the Walking Dead in a while. But like <laughs> another, another kid kills another series regular. We're doing this again. They love to do it. They here. love they, that. They love it. Look. I'm going to go ahead and spoil it for you. She's dead to me now. Yeah. You know, like, you killed John Dory, lady, you're gone. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen with this kid, but I hope it's hurt. I hope it hurts. Yeah. Um, I was not okay with this. Dakota. Oh, my Dakota. God. Dakota. What did yeah. you do? The club. Dakota, what did you do? Why did you yeah. do that, Dakota? Like, he was like, it's all right. We'll put it in the past. And then you just plowed him. You didn't have to do that. He was good. She said she had to do it. She yeah. said she had to yeah. do it. You know? It Dakota doesn't always is, mean anything, Chappelle. Does not everything doesn't always mean something, Chappelle? No, Trust this is me. interesting though. This is <laughs> super duper interesting because mm-hmm. it's a different spin on it. Like if we look back through the Walking Dead universe at all mm-hmm. of the children that have killed people. <laughs> a long list. It's a long, <laughs> a long list. list. Yeah. Long list. Like we can go back to Lizzie who did it because she was hallucinating that she could be friends with the zombies. Yeah, she was, she was a little off. She was a little off. Yeah. yeah. She was a little messed up. <laughs> she was a little messed yeah. up. Then we got a yeah, a little bit messed up. Then we got to go <laughs> to Charlie who had this misplaced loyalty to the vultures. Mhm. And she was doing it for her people. Okay. Okay. We've got Let's see. Who else have we got? We've got You can't you can't skip Carl. We can't you know, skip yeah. Carl. <laughs> Mr. Kill Everyone. <laughs> yeah, Carl's a killing machine. Um, ended up catching up to him, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we, of course, we get right into Dakota, and I feel like I'm missing some more murderous children in there somewhere. Did Judith um, catch a body? Has Judith killed anyone yet? Judith has Are not we- killed a human yet. Oh, okay. um, no, yeah, she I killed a whisperer. Uh, she killed a whisperer, oh, and she was like... Go. She was like very shook about it. And wasn't she like, she was like going to kill the blacksmith Earl, right? She's like, I'll chop your head off, Earl. Yeah, if you need that, down. Earl, I'll do that, yeah, Earl. Yeah, but that, that's different. I'm sure she's, I'm sure she's put down a soon to be zombie. Yeah. That's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's, she had a bloodlust about her that we can't ignore. Yeah. <laughs> she was ready to chop his head off. Yeah, she would have killed him. She would have chopped his head off. If, like, she's like, I mean, like, I'm not going to lie. I kind of want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but it'd be really cool if we did this. Like, yeah. If we, yeah. Okay, please, can I? Can I? Huh? Yeah, I'd be into doing it. But no, Dakota just like, uh, like she like goes from six to midnight. 
it's this kind of thing where she's like, she's with Morgan. She's tending to his wounds. She's being super helpful. And then she just like shoots John Dory in the chest. And her like hands don't break. Yeah. From the kickback. Usually- she at one point just like uh, like just like plops it off, like through the windshield, no less. And I was oh, yeah. like, oh, my God, I can't believe her whole hand didn't just break. And now it makes sense because she's just like a trained assassin, apparently. Well, look who, she, look who she lives with most of the time. Yeah. 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 A crazy person. Also, she can drive a stick shift. And any 13-year-old that can drive a stick shift, you ought to be weary of. Um, because yeah. I was shocked to see that, too. I was willing to come in here and praise her for, you know, doing that work. And like I was like, look at her driving a stick shift. Like, this is, this is not easy, especially for a child. Now she's killed John Dory. I have nothing nice to say. I can't wait till she's gone. <laughs> she, killed, she killed John Dory. It's I mean, crazy. So she, she's ruthless. Mm-hmm. She drives a stick shift. She has a CDL. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> is, um, <laughs> is the team of Virginia and Dakota, is this the most, is this the biggest threat to win the Walking Dead Amazing Race? Ooh. <laughs> Interesting. You're putting, this, you're putting this over, uh, what, Judith and Negan? Yeah, that's obviously yeah. I don't think that's so. A, that's a tough one to beat. That is a tough one. They would be yeah. infuriating to race against, though. Yeah, oh, yeah. they definitely, oh. Negan definitely U-turns every time he reaches the board. Yeah. Every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I guess, who else, who else is out there? Uh, is it Morgan and Grace, or is it Morgan and Grace's baby? Oh. Mm. Um, it's... I think, like, it's probably... Mm, Morgan, Morgan, and it would have been Morgan and John Dory. He's like, John <laughs> Dory, you're friend. my best friend. I literally I'm not said, just going to sit here and let this little girl <laughs> shoot my best friend and throw him in a river. Oh, wait, no, I will. Kind of did. Kind of uh, did. Yeah. I got to defend Dakota a little bit. Mm-mm. Not Dakota, <laughs> Chappelle, uh, but I think this is my, this is my take. Of all of like the terrible kids in genre and like popular genre fiction TV of like the modern era, I think that she's on the list of the best actors. Like she's not an yes. insufferable oh. actor. She's an excellent actor. Like she played like sort of like the psychosis and the grief and the panic. She played it really, really well. Zoe Coletti uh yeah. is her name. Nobody is disputing that the acting is but Bad. I feel like it's noteworthy because it's oh, usually yeah. both things. Like mm. usually, like the 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 acting is bad and the character sucks. Here, like Are the you? character is terrible and like throw her in the river, but like the acting is great and that person has a career. Like this person should, by all rights, have a have a really healthy career in front of her. I think she yeah. elevates the material for yes. sure. Yes, I I have to wonder though. Do we do we hate the character because she's a bad character, or do we hate the character because she's a very well created character who is bad? Mm, that's a good question. It's kind of put you in the mind of Joffrey, right? From Game of right, Thrones. Spoiler. Right. You know, he's such a good actor at being this horrible, horrible kid that he can't ever act again because he'll always be hated as Joffrey. Like there's no movie that he could headline or anything. Yeah. He, he effectively retired, right? While the show was still yeah, airing. He was he like, was like yeah, I got it, guys. I got my taste <laughs> of stardom. Everyone wants to kill me. Like I'm good to not do this again. I'll just go be like a professor somewhere. Right. So I guess yeah. the question is then, is Dakota and the actor playing Dakota, are we are we dealing with a Joffrey situation or are we dealing with an Ollie situation? 
Uh, as in, like, reputationally or in terms of the character? In terms of being a good being a good character performed well, yeah. doing terrible things, or a bad character doing terrible things performed at a C minus level. You know, there's there's a it's a spectrum. Yeah. I think uh I think so much is gonna depend on the follow through. Mm-hmm. Uh because it was it was so drastic, it was so sudden. Um that I think so much of like a, lo- a lot of fear of the water. Like, what they did was not nothing. They killed John Dory. You know, this is the guy that they rejiggered the franchise with, like, alongside mm-hmm. Morgan. Like, this thing kickstarted back up with uh, Lenny James and Garrett Dillahunt. Like, they totally redid the show. So, like, they just killed off, like, the co-lead. It's a really significant deal. Um, and they had, like, another, like, baby zombie apocalypse survivor do it. For the second time with a main character on this show, at mm-hmm. least, if not, you know. And so, like, is she Charlie or is Dakota someone new? Because I don't like Charlie that much. And I think it's kind of wild that Charlie has stuck around as long as Charlie has stuck around. Like, uh, if right now, if like, you're to give me Dakota or give me Charlie, give me Dakota because I think that there's potential. I think there might be potential here for them to do, like, give us, like, a Joffrey character. I think mm-hmm. could be could be mm-hmm. interesting, could be cool. Like if they try to do this thing that they always do, it's like everybody's got a choice. Everybody, <laughs> everybody do, does bad things, and then sometimes they do good things, and you get to have a fourteenth chance. You know, like if that's where we're going with her, like you know, miss me with that. But if we're gonna if we're gonna do the thing where it's like. No, she's bad. She did a really bad thing. Like she's like actively messed up. Like I could be here for that. I think that that could be interesting. Now, I feel like they dropped a lot of information about Dakota on us in this episode, and not just the information that she killed John Dory, because that actually we were shown, but we were told a lot of things about her this episode. That, well, for one thing, I was not expecting to be quizzed on what happened the last time we saw John Dory at the first half of the season. I didn't know that Cameron thing was going to matter. I didn't know that was going to be on the test or I would have studied it a little bit harder. So that's one thing. (laughs) And, oh, I I just assumed that Virginia killed that guy. I didn't really care. I thought, well, that's just to show John Dory that it's a bad place for him to be and he needs to get out. That was what that was. And apparently that's not what that was. That was something totally different. Okay. There's that. But then she also tells Morgan – this this is wild to me. I cannot get my head around this, and I do not believe it. And I feel like if this is what really happened, this is going to be upsetting to me. She tells Morgan, I'm the one that found you bleeding out, surrounded by zombies, and I carried you on my back up to the tower, and I stitched up your wounds and gave you antibiotics so that you could kill my sister. Yeah. And yeah. I wrote you a note, and you know what the note says, so that's how you know it was me. Uh, if had not been for the note thing, I wasn't believing her at all, right? Like, I'm with Morgan. Like, no, you're making that up. You want me to do something for you. I, you're in a horrible situation and you need leverage. So you're going to say, that was me. But then she did know what the note said. I mean, is there any way she would have known what it said? Like, has if, he shown it to her before? Like, I, It's not like I, you I, get, like, Xeroxed copies of the things anymore. Yeah, but if you know who did take care of him and you went through their stuff, Yeah, mm-hmm. there's many ways to find out what a note says. It's not a federal offense to open someone's mail anymore. <laughs> not yeah. a lot of federal offenses anymore. Uh, so, Jess, so you're on record just saying, like, you just don't believe it. You're out. 
I feel like she's going to do and say whatever it takes. I think now we are at the point where we thought she was just kind of a good girl in a bad place and she was going to get rescued and she was going to help the gang and get folded in kind of like Charlie. But mm-hmm. no, this is, I think to Josh's point, it is something new and different. It's like, oh no, she's a secret psychopath. She's yeah. got a little bit of the Lizzie in her. Yeah. And I think she's going to, she's going to manipulate her way into getting what she wants, but it feels like what she wants is not big enough. So I feel like we don't know what she wants yet. That's true. I, I When she was telling Morgan the story, I thought they were going to do one of those cutaways to where they show her in the moment kind mm. of healing him. Like, yeah. I was waiting on that. And when they didn't, that's when I kind of like, well, oh, these shenanigans, you know, like, does this really count? Like, we didn't see it. Are we supposed to believe her? But the note thing is why I kind of like, all right, I guess. But yeah. like you said, that's not the only way she could have found out was on a note. But it was, you know, word for word, bar for bar, exactly what he wrote. So, you know, what well, do you say? So, again, I remember, I'm old enough to remember when we podcasted about the first seven episodes of this season of Fear of the Walking Dead. I'm glad someone is. <laughs> and, I'm right. old, and I'm old enough to remember that, like, there was, like, this huge popular theory, like, popular as in, like, widely, like, theorized thing that the person who saved Morgan was Madison. From like the, oh, yeah, that. you know the front half of Fear of the Walking Dead, who you know Kim Dickens who got killed off, and I remember certain people not thinking that would be great, and so now look where we are. This little crazy killer kid is is the hero, quote unquote. Okay, Wouldn't I'll- life have been better if we got Kim Dickens back? We Wouldn't still that have been could. the better outcome. Wiggler, we still could. Uh huh. That's not. We haven't a- seen. Yeah, we haven't seen her wash up ashore as a zombie. <laughs> on a door. So she could, yeah. Yeah, yeah, on a door. She could, she could very well show up tomorrow. Like, we don't know. Yeah. But I, I still take this over that, honestly. I just want to believe it. That's my thing. Like, give me a reason to believe it more than, like, I know what's on the note. Like, just give me the flashback. Uh, Josh, you missed this, but they love flashbacks in the Walking Dead uh, universe now. I mean, geez, yeah. that's all we do every Wait, episode. Um, this was on one without one. <laughs> yeah. Can, can I put in the request when we're done talking about Fear of the Walking Dead? Will you guys catch me up on everything I missed on The Walking Dead? Because I haven't seen any. I think I, I watched the first one. I haven't yeah. watched. Mm. I haven't watched the other five that they did yet. We will absolutely but do like, that. It sounds like I should just let you guys tell me what happened rather than you know, watch it. These are bonus episodes. Like we said, they lifted them out of continuity and just dropped them on the end of the season. Do they, because uh, they are they not going to matter? Like I could go into the next season without having watched this stuff, you think? I am pretty sure that almost none of it has any impact on the end game. Oh, man. I Yeah, but I'm about 100% sure that you don't <laughs> ever have to watch what we watched. We did it for oh, you. Man. Yeah, we did it so you don't have to. Thanks, guys. As and always, spoiler, it's a short conversation. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to take us that long. Um, right, cool. I, I, I will say, I, I think you guys just stumbled on the darkest timeline for me mm-hmm. because I, I fully believe we're going to get in a future episode. We're going to get the flashback to what really happened to Morgan and who really mm-hmm. took care of him. It'll be up at the top of the episode. It'll be, you know, Kim Dickens or it'll be like some rando we haven't met yet or it'll be someone that, you know, we haven't heard from in a while. But darkest timeline is that we find out it absolutely was dakota and also we find out that madison clark was alive and dakota killed her oh god darkest timeline yeah like that that would be that would be a crazy thing for the show to do like that would not be like 
that would be uh how shall i say unwise uh that would be like a very uh poor decision wiggler you know what's unwise is having every single character on your show die at the hands of a tween that's what's unwise it is wild it is wild uh you know and and like and fear the walking dead is like like it's like marked by two separate eras very distinct Mm. right like there's the first three seasons which was very much a different thing it was a totally different show within that it was often you know you know three different shows across those like three different seasons but it was like a completely different show than when they basically rebooted it with a couple of those characters still along for the ride in season four but they're like two books of fear the walking dead and mm-hmm. in this book that we're in from season four onward, they killed a main character with a kid twice. Yes. <laughs> it's like they've killed like two main characters with just like some kids just shooting them. Here's the crazy thing twice. though. This show, this show just like it, it's, it's manic. It's like way up here and then it's way down here. It's either amazing or terrible, amazing or terrible. And this might be both at once. I don't think that this was terrible. I definitely don't think it was terrible. It, you know, it's it depends on it, it's going to be terrible in retrospect if certain things shake out the way that we think they're gonna. It could still be salvageable. Like you're right. If if Dakota does some interesting things, it could be salvageable. But if if it goes another way, if it goes like the exact same way it did before, that's terrible. Yeah. Um, F minus. Uh, <laughs> Chappelle, what happens if Dakota like gets so scared? about the ramifications that she runs away from Fear of the Walking Dead and winds up with Elton in Walking Dead World Beyond. You shut well, your mouth, Josh Wiggler. <laughs> yeah, how dare you? Just keep her away. From, keep that monster away from my people. Say, um, hey, Silas. Yeah, no, stay away from Silas, please. Well, also, um, this is like six years before that, so she's going to be like 22 when she rocks oh, up. Oh, wait, on- what if she's um, Huck? This is Huck's origin story. <laughs> oh. I'm out. Because Huck was down the river. I'm yeah. out. I'm out. Yeah. Huck floated up the river and so did yeah, Dakota. This, this is baby disgusting. Huck. She's going to be I'm, Huck. I'm disgusted. <laughs> I'm, di- I'm disgusted. I do not want to talk about this. You know, I thought about uh, the little types from the world beyond earlier when we were talking about how good the acting was and wondering if we hated this character because the acting was so good or because the character was so bad. And I was like, wow, if only we could have either of those things on the world beyond. Yeah. <laughs> but we're just kind of hanging yeah. out with some kids who were cast for whatever I reason. I killed him. Yeah, yeah. Oh no! I think I killed him. Oh no! You killed him. Do your do do Huck. Do Huck now. I'm Huck. I'm Huck. (laughs) I miss World Beyond. (laughs) When's World Beyond coming back? I don't know. I I don't think they've announced. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited for it though. When are are we going to get some sandwiches? So much more excited for it than I thought. Um, Want sandwiches? (laughs) That'd be great. I'll take some of those. But I thought, look, uh, I give I give the show like it sounds like Garrett Dillahunt kind of wanted out, but like uh, they could have like kept him, and instead, like they give him sort of like an unflinching death. And one of the things I think that I do appreciate about this show that's called Fear of the Walking Dead. So, like in the name of the show, it's like it's the walking dead, but scarier is like sort of like the, what the log line theoretically is supposed to be that for three seasons. Now it's been like, Hope friends, we can do this. (laughs) Uh, and they decided instead to like have this 
wretched little kid shoot John Dory in the chest when he like didn't want to be here anymore anyway. And then like he decides like, no, there's things worth fighting for. And she shoots him in the chest. And like the last thing he ever hears from another human being is uh, everything doesn't have to mean something. And then she pushes him into a river. Uh, and like, that's grim as hell. And then he gets zombified and tries to like, eat the love of his life. They did that to John Dory. So like that's messed up, but it also is the walking dead. And I, I really from, for, you know, shame on me, maybe, or like, it is like an evolution of the show that like, I never really would have thought that fear the walking dead would have done something like this. Like I really, this was like, uh, like I, I, I would not have put this at fear of the walking dead's feet. Like there was nothing like this that would have been on my radar. So like, I was surprised. I I'll give it that. I was like really surprised that this is what they ended up doing with the character. I did not see this as a death episode. I thought this was like, let's get back in the fight. Friends, family, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll do this friendship. That, hope that makes it better though, Josh, because I think this was a show that in the, in era a, in the, in the mama years rather than the Momo years. Yeah. We had. <laughs> it's great. Like they were just killing off their principles left and right. It was just like every week it was like, oh, we're down another person. Oh, here comes another person. No, that person's dead. And they, they've also, you know, they've killed some characters two and three times and they were not, we haven't killed anybody in ages now. And it's like people would be dying of natural causes by this point. Somebody's going to die eventually. And it was almost they were losing momentum because people were not dying on this show and somebody needed to. And I appreciate that they also like the more I think about it, I I liked that they really hammered it home over and over and over like, oh, but he has something to live for now. He's not going to kill himself. It's going to be okay. He's going to come back to life. And then it's like, no, he's dead. No, he's climbing on the door. No, here he comes floating up. He's going to see the love of his life. No, he's really. Now he's really dead. And yeah. it was it was so great how many times they yanked the rug out from under us on this episode. And it was just like every time you just kind of sank a little bit deeper. I am shocked that I'm actually, you know, actively grieving for a character. Like who thought yeah. that would happen six seasons into a Walking Dead franchise? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a nod too to all the people who say, you know, we don't kill anybody. Because mm-hmm. it's like every time you thought he's gonna, like, oh, he's going to die. Oh, wait, he's not. Oh, he's about to shoot himself. Oh, wait, he's not. Yeah. Oh, wait, he's drowning. Oh, wait, he's not. You know? Yeah. And so it was like one of those things like it, we thought, oh, he's going to live because they don't kill people on this show. It's the Fear of the Walking Dead. This is a happy show. And, you know, look at what happens. He ends up washing, on the, uh, washing up on the, sh- the same like banks that is uh, that uh, June washed up on, you know, when she ran into him. And so uh, poetic in a way, but also... You know, they did pull the rug out of, uh, you know, up mm-hmm. underneath us, you know, mm-hmm. several times. And it felt good, honestly, because it was like, OK, it's back to a show where anybody, where anything can happen, mm-hmm. where someone can die, where a child can be evil. Like it, it gives us back to like the initial like spirit of the show, in my opinion. Yeah. And so like the I was rules okay are, with it. Yeah. We've taken yeah. the rules away. There's no rules anymore. Anything. Yeah. And, it, you know, they killed too many people initially, so you didn't have time to be sad about any of them. And this time. You know, we we are extremely sad and the different ways they made it rhyme with things we've seen in the past, I thought was also, you know, it was pretty great. I have a question, though. Do Mm. do we. So the ending of John Dory's death 
it was supposed to be like, oh, he finally found something to live for, even though he's been trying to kill himself this whole episode. Um, that didn't really, that it didn't hit the note for me that too much. Like, did he find something to live for? Like, what yeah. is what was what was he swimming up for? Well, like, what you know? Well, he's like, I'll I'm coming back to June. Coming June. back to Morgan because yeah. apparently I'm his best friend. My best now. friend. Like, but yeah. that's what I'm saying. I yeah. was looking for the moment where the the light switch goes off, and he says, "You know what? I can live for this because nothing changed. June was still June. Morgan was still his friend. Like, what happened that made him all of a sudden say, "You know what? I need to swim up from this water, you know, and live. I need to climb up on the door. Like, why not just die? You've been trying to die all episode. I think what they were trying to get us to was that he had this moment. It just didn't really. Like, yeah, they they did the stuff me. with his dad. It was like. Yeah. Oh, I, you know, I thought my father didn't love me, but it turns out he really did love me. But yeah. uh, I found a picture of, I think this is my dad. I'm not really sure. And it, it, yeah, it was a little bit opaque. I feel like we could have hammered that home a little bit more, or we could have the conversation he has with Morgan is not terribly. Although we do get that when he says, maybe the point of me being around is to help you. And Dakota's like, nah, not really. Yeah. Right. That's like he's he like he's well he's like you know I guess like his whole thing is like he's always like trying he's like in search of meaning uh and and so like you know I think like if there's the note then like sort of like in the face of it at the very end and also like so like he's faced that he's at gunpoint with someone who he's like busted as the killer right and mm-hmm. he's like trying not not to negotiate it out of saving his own life He's like trying to negotiate it to like save hers and to like find some something that's like, you know, he's mm-hmm. like, he's like curious for why this is happening and he's like, I can be of help. Uh, and so, like, that's sort of like the note that they leave him on. And then, like, even like when he's like sinking to the bottom and he finds his way to the door and he like gets on and he's like going to swim himself downstream, it's like because he like he still has that both that like curiosity and that like sense of duty is still there of like, no, I'm supposed to help people. I got to stay alive. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't, he dies, but like, that's the instinct that's there. So it is like, kind of like he gets to still be John Dory all the way to the end. Mm -hmm. And it rhymes with what we saw the last time we saw him, where he was just absolutely consumed with this need to solve this crime, affecting these people that he had known for five minutes. And it became this all consuming thing. Like, that's a very John Dory M.O. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's on brand. I, yeah. Just, just for me that, like, I guess the idea that, like, my dad went to the grocery store to get cigarettes and never came back. Like, was that enough for you to kind of have this like internal moment of like, oh, wow, I need to have something to live for. And so it kind of missed me. But I do get what you're saying, Josh. So, yeah. But it, yeah, that, it didn't, the like, whole super struggle he was me. having was like. It didn't really do what I needed it to do. I get. I totally get it. Like I, I, fi- I found myself just now sitting here, just being like, "Let's try and make that make sense." <laughs> and, and like, I think like maybe it did, but like it also like did it like fully feel that way? I don't know. Like, but like again, like you know, I'm not rewatching the show. Like I'm watching it the once, and like I can't do it again. And like, uh, I could only speak to then like what my reaction in the moment was. And so like part of maybe why it didn't hit for me at least. You know, I, I can't speak for why it wouldn't hit for you, but like for me, maybe part of it was like, he's fine. Like, he's just going to like get down the river and he's going to show up and June's going to patch him up. And next week we're going to do like the the hospital episode again. And then, oh, no, oh, he they, they turned him into a zombie. He's dead. Oh, he's actually dead. They killed him. They killed John Dory. 
And so like I I didn't get closure because I was just surprised. And I haven't really like had a chance to like, I don't know, examine the episode in any big way that has like shaken me from anything other than just like, oh wow, I can't believe they did it. But like, did they give me enough with him? I don't know. I didn't really take the episode seriously enough as a final John Dory note, uh, which is probably good on them. And I bet like you go back and you re-examine it and there's, you know, a bunch of stuff in there. But yeah, well, I almost think it's better that we didn't know. I think that makes it a better product yeah, because how many times have we known that an episode is going to be an actor's last episode because they like make a big deal out of it. And then we're just like waiting for something to happen. This caught me off guard. Yeah. To be honest. And I thought it had more impact for that. And, you know, I never really like the John and June of it all. I never really got that. I've never been super into them. Like I don't ship them. Um, I hear you. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's just, it's just such a weird dynamic. Like, if she really cared that much about him, she would have not left, I guess, the first time. She would have told him her real name, I guess. Uh, she's <laughs> kind of weird, and she didn't seem as invested as he was. He seemed way too invested. I guess they made it work eventually, but I wasn't like, oh, wow, it's the wedding of the century when they're going to get together. I, it, it was, I, I felt like at the end of it, I should have been, like, really upset on her behalf, and I wasn't. Yeah. That's true. I was upset in the head, and I felt nothing. I was just like, "Oh no, John Dory's dead." I wasn't like, "She had to kill the love of her life." Yeah. I was just like, "Well, kill him. He's dead." You know. So yeah, do it. they're holding yeah. hands. Oh, it's so sweet and sad. No, it's like I'm sorry that we lose John Dory. I'm not like extra sorry that she loses John Dory. Right? I didn't even want to be with you. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> he gave up a little too soon too. Like they had one fight, and he's like, "Now I'm going to kill myself." Pretty much. But really two fights because she left in the first time, then she leaves in the second time. And I guess that's like their second fight. But still, yeah. sometimes I have two fights before breakfast, man. <laughs> yeah. um, what do you guys think of the return to the video store? It's one of my favorite John Dory moments. Yeah, he, like, he loves a movie. Uh, he's just like the rest of us. <laughs> I, I wrote like, down his movie reviews. Are just like, yeah, I'll watch that. Yeah, I've watched so many weird things I would not have watched Fine, otherwise. I'll watch that, sure. I'll play Scrabble, I, like, I guess. Yeah, I like that Virginia like literally says he has horrible taste in movies. <laughs> that yeah. was very funny to me. Yeah. She's like, yeah, what did we learn about John Dory today? He has horrible taste in movies. And but, yeah, that was I it. mean, do you, do you want the particulars? Because I did, I paused it and I wrote it yeah, all of down. Course. Of course. Yeah. Do okay. Why do you think I come here? Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is the kind of podcast we are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, Labyrinth. John Dory says, unsettling. <laughs> okay. Okay. On Golden Pond, John Dory says, very sad. Smokey and the Bandit, John Dory says, excellent. Uh-huh. That seems like this kind of thing. <laughs> Somewhere in time is questionable. <laughs> what does that even mean, time? John Dory? <laughs> as in, like, like, provocative or, like, I shouldn't, like, I shouldn't like that as much as I do? Like why yeah. was this made? Yeah. Like who who asked for this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I couldn't tell where he's going with that. I don't know what he meant. I don't think that's the word he meant to use. Yeah. Uh this is my favorite one. Glitter was as funny as promised. Wow. Who promised? Yeah, uh, uh, what? <laughs> Hold on. He was watching the Mar Mar Mariah yeah. Carey yeah. glitter. Yeah. So he's watching like all these like classic films and he's like, "Oh, also glitter." Yeah. yeah. Smoking the Bandit and Glitter. Yeah, I'm still stuck at like how you jump from somewhere in time to like 
glitter or on Golden Pond to glitter. I don't think Mariah Carey has seen any of these movies, and I didn't expect her to hear you to see this. But also, who, who told him it was hilarious? Like, I want to know. Like, I want the flashback yeah. there. I hope next week opens up with June being like, "Oh, you got to check out Glitter. Got to yeah. see it. It's wild. That movie's <laughs> wild. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you watching Citizen Kane here? Doesn't the video store have glitter? And he's like, yeah, it didn't seem like my thing. Oh, no, it's totally your thing. You've got to watch it. <laughs> you got to watch glitter. glitter. Like, June is standing there sadly looking at the list of reviews. Oh, he finally saw glitter. Check out glitter. <laughs> he finally did it. Yeah, that's so, the first scene next week. Yeah. Yeah. So we also we have Green Mile. Too long. Wow. That's a good movie. It that's is very a, long. Yeah, it is, it is very long. But like, what very, else you got to do, dude? That's true. You got nowhere to go. You just watch your things. And you got nothing better to do. I mean, he made um, a point, though. <laughs> yeah. Watership Down. Wish it oh. was longer. Uh, he finished it before like, I did. You want to talk about sad movies. Uh. <laughs> I love uh, that, Wish It Was Longer. It's already sad, isn't it? Yeah. It's like just it's a slog. It's it's deeply upsetting. Yeah. Why would you want more of that? Um, If you want more upsetting sad things and you're in the zombie apocalypse, just freaking go outside. Just go outside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Friday the 13th is too violent. Now, John Dory, listen. <laughs> you, you walked into this movie this movie store and like shot like six zombies yeah. in the head and you've been, oh, playing Russian roulette with your own head for the last few days. Yeah. You can't say anything is too violent. I'm sorry. Maybe he thought he was looking for some escapism. That's why he went to Glitter. But no. No, 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 no. No. Friday the 13th is not nearly as violent as this series or The Walking Dead tends to be. Uh, we just saw a child uh, kill you, John Dory. <laughs> um, at least Friday the 13th, we know who the bad guy is. Yes. And the Walking Dead, it could be anyone. <laughs> so, yes. no, I don't know. Shenanigans. <laughs> Shenanigans. I mean, in fairness, it would make me much more anti-violence if I were murdered in cold blood by a child. That's true. Uh, yeah. I think I think that would probably move the needle on a bunch of things for me, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it really like my moral compass would just. Be I think like, a lot of things would be different. Yeah, it's about true. about um, uh, like my outlook on stuff. Uh, yeah. What yeah, was so his labyrinth it, review again? Unsettling. <laughs> yeah, he's right. He's right. He's on the money with that one. <laughs> yeah, he's got that one right. Yeah, uh, so it, it's we, like, oh man, at least uh, yeah, it's the zombie apocalypse, but I don't have to worry about the Goblin King. <laughs> so he takes a, he takes a pivot <laughs> after you see that cod piece. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, well, he kind of after he after he hits on something that bothers him, he pivots. Like you notice this? Like he's like, oh, I didn't like that creepy David Bowie's junk energy. I'm gonna go watch something about old people yeah. in love. Oh, that's really sad. Let's go for something. Let's go for a comedy next time. Oh yeah, we're back on track. Yeah. yeah. He's I really going all over the map. Yeah. Yeah. So after no, that's, Friday. That's, yeah. That, that's right up my alley. That is definitely like what I would do. I would watch something and be like, oh, that was really sad. I need to watch something happy. And then I would watch it and be like, you know what? I am a serious person. I'm smart. I could watch something deep. And I'm like, that was too long. Back to uh, back to Glitter. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, just, right I, love, I love him being like, Glitter was hilarious. <laughs> like, I just hope he watched Glitter twice. Oh, mm. you know he did. Well, he yeah. rents something every Tuesday. He doesn't rent a movie every night. He takes it out on Tuesday and returns it on Tuesday. So I think he watches what it every night until guy. he takes it back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he also watched a 1950s movie musical with Bing Crosby and Bob Hope called Road to Bali. He says okay. that's a good time. Good time. I, I'm not sure. 
the yeah. premise. Hope, Bing Crosby. It it checks out. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like a good time. Yeah. And then he's then from there he's like, yeah, the old movies. I'm I'm with it. I'm with it. So he's gonna watch Frank Capra's Meet John Doe after that. So, meet John Dory. Yeah, Meet oh John Dory. Yeah. Mm. And that was the last <laughs> movie. It never got returned. He's gonna be racking up some hella late fines. Is that the last movie he watched before he died? Yep. Uh, I like to believe in my mind he watched Glitter again. Yeah, I think he probably watched Glitter at least in his mind's eye as he was like going down the stream. Is that his last thing going through his head? Yeah. Before the, the light went out yeah, was the Glitter? A, a sweet, sweet fantasy baby. Uh, <laughs> as Pat was me is in that movie. I would watch yeah. it again, too. Is though. she really? She what? is. I'm sorry. No, Y'all I, haven't seen Glitter? Yeah, I guess I guess I haven't. I mean, if I had to put money down on which one of the three of us had seen Glitter, I would be a very rich woman right now. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, she has. She's like a named character, Silk. She's Silk. Yeah. Yeah. That's not really a name so much as a noun, but okay. <laughs> it's not so much a name as a fabric. <laughs> she's she's Silk. Wow. Silk I didn't with realize that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, John Dory. Look, if you were looking for a review, look no further than John Dory. He said it's hilarious, so I yeah. say uh, check it out. Okay, all right. Well, yeah. he's probably the greatest living movie critic. So Sounds like we got <laughs> to add until he a glitter podcast to the list. Yeah, um, we'll do that for PSRT. Yeah. Chappelle and I. Next time we get to do a takeover, we're doing glitter. Yeah, sounds good. Ah, did you like did it. you hear the Can't Hardly Wait? It was so much fun. Oh my god! <laughs> no, I, I've just like I've I've made the sequel already. So anytime it's glitter, I'm it's down. Glitter. Yeah, yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> I will. I, I will say that I love John Dory's very heartfelt movie reviews. But if you're having a secret hideout where you don't want anybody to know where you are, maybe don't rent movies under your real name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What should he use? I'm Don Jory. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe don't rent the movie because no like, one's oh, there. Shit, that the legendary <laughs> mafia Don Don Jory lives there. <laughs> don't go. Oh, he's scary. Yeah, I got I got a good hate into Dakota on this episode, but she had some, she made some points. There's a mm-hmm. moment where that uh, that ranger finds the the list of the movie rentals and is like, "Oh look, John Dory's been here," and she's in the background going, "Kill him! Kill him! Kill him! Kill him! Kill him!" <laughs> I'm thinking, well, you probably should kill him. Like, how about don't go? Let him go. Reveal reveal where we are and where we've been hidden and you know where you live currently. Just kill him. And so, yeah, in that moment, he's like, no, people have reasons to live for. There's always a reason. And so she's like, no, sometimes you just have to kill somebody because they're going to screw up your whole thing. And that's why he ended up dying. Um, mm-hmm. And she tried to teach him that early in the episode, but he, he caught on at the end, at the very, very end. But it happened. So she made some points. I still hate her, but she was on to something. She's not wrong about that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, then Morgan doesn't get dragged by his neck from a horse and and that guy ends up dying anyway. It's just like he lived long enough that his reason for living was to just screw up everybody else's plans. So, yeah, you're right. She had a great plan there. Like, just get rid of him. And John Dory shouldn't be like, oh, he's got a reason to live. And his reason to live is to kill me. Yeah. yeah. His, it, was to, it was to lynch Morgan. Like, I just yeah. had to watch this black yeah. man get dragged by a horse. Yeah, that's yeah. not okay. That's so messed up. <laughs> John Dory, please do something next time. <laughs> John Dory. Uh rest in peace, John Dory. But if you could just help prevent those things, yeah. you know, yeah. that would be great. John Dory, you missed this is the one time you miss. There's this is the one. This, this is, is the this, one. Not alright. That's mm-hmm. it's all kinds of wrong. Yeah. 
Look, John Dory is a badass. I was very impressed with him on this episode. It's aside from his, you know, willingness to kill himself. That was not, yeah. I didn't love that. But yeah. I like, even when he gets out of the truck to fix the alternator in the middle of the zombie horde, I, a man after my heart. I was like, John Dory, what is this? I don't. Yeah, there was there was, was maybe cool. a moment where I thought like, oh, are they gonna? Is he gonna get bitten or something yeah. like that? Because he had his legs sticking out way out, and the zombies were holding him, and it did look like that was the direction we were going. And I'm like, but we've had that death a million times too. Yeah. I feel like every other person in the show dies by like, oh, I've saved the day, but look, I'm lifting up my shirt, and there are teeth marks on my torso, and yeah. I am doomed. Yeah. yeah. I was just impressed that he fixed the truck. That is amazing. Yeah. Like they, they, they're all over him, and he's fixing the alternator. I know mechanics that can't fix the alternator, especially on this old ass Chevy uh, that has never been driven. Apparently, it's just been sitting there since his dad was a tyke. Um, <laughs> and you know, he fixed it. That was cool. That was cool. So, yeah. I mean, kind of a, a decent exit for John Dory. I guess he did some really cool stuff, and yeah. um, that's it. <laughs> I mean, he knows how to fix an alternator. He can go on tough as nails. Uh-huh. He can. Yeah. Well, he could have. He could have. He could have. more. A little bit less less tough now. Yeah. <laughs> a little soft and pliable now. Soft as nails. Soft he as, would, I don't know. He would fit in with some of the contestants on the nails. Yeah. Soft as a yeah. waterlogged coffin. And, and he knows what an alternator is, which was one of the criteria of the first season of Tough as Nails. You had to know what an alternator was. So uh, I didn't make it. Fits right in. <laughs> yeah. So what do you guys think of... Oh, I already know. I didn't make like, it. Of all the people I know, Josh. Yeah, I'm dead quick. Yeah, it's you're all, clocking out on day it's one. It's all right. I have other things that make me a worthwhile yeah. person. <laughs> I, you do. It's you have many, you have many redeeming stuff. qualities. It's you not do. this. It's not this. What do you guys yeah. think of the like giant uh, door-covered truck? Hmm. Was this a good plan or not? It worked. I guess. Kind of. Right? It kind of worked. Uh, uh-huh. I mean, what else did they have? And I think a part of them is like, let's also take these doors away from John Dory so he can start to reconsider this thing that he's trying to do that's really stupid. Um, And so, yeah, I think it served two purposes. It got the door away from him because he was really, really, really trying to get this door. I guess his motivation is to die unbothered, right? Like, I want to die, but I also don't want to be ripped apart by zombies. Is that what he was going for? Like, why was he, why did he need a door so bad in the first place? Because there was no door on his cabin. He needed to replace it. He was going to kill himself. Yeah. I, yeah so I, what did he need a door for? I think he wanted to maybe... He wanted somebody to find his body, and if the zombies just eat him, they I can't mean, find his body. Uh, why do we want your body? It. He wants to leave it in good shape for the next person that comes and lives there, maybe? <laughs> I like, guess. I'm going to fix go it all shoot. up, and then I'm going to die? <laughs> How about go stand outside the cabin and then shoot yourself? You know, like maybe they won't go in there because your dead body won't be in there. I just had some questions about his motivation. Like, really, what was the door thing about? I'm happy yeah. that they ended up using them on the truck. But just because I didn't understand the whole, like, Mike Wazowski obsession he had with these doors. It was, it was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just don't, I don't get it. Was it, is there, did y'all get anything from that? Because it was like, sir, your whole goal is to build a door so you can kill yourself when you could just kill yourself. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, but he was also like, he had like a whole tableau planned out. He was going to spell stuff out in Scrabble tiles and, mm. and he was going to leave a message for June. Goodbye, Grandma. 
<laughs> yeah, maybe that's what it was. He had this whole setup in his mind about how this was going to look in such a poetic way, right? Like, I have the suicide note in Scrabble. I have, you know, the right movie playing, glitter in the background. Like, everything had to be just a certain way for him to die uh-huh. the way he wanted to die. And so he had to set up, you know, the necessary things. And one yeah. of those things was keeping the cabin undisturbed. So he had to kill himself, but not let the zombies know. So they wouldn't come in and like mess up his Scrabble board. I, I yeah, just don't know. No, I mean, like, look, if he was trying to do it, like, would that being like his, like his, his note of departure was goodbye June. Like he wouldn't want that to be like, you know, perturbed. Uh, I, I thought that he had, he had a line that like, um, hit me so hard in like like a like a wow the show actually just like did something to me when like mm-hmm. he tells Morgan it's like I'm not right it's like oh mm, none of us yeah. are oh god that hurts and so like you know he he was like I think that that was really really sad like where he was in the end was kind of like you know he wasn't right he wasn't feeling right like he had like seen stuff he had like he'd been a, a he'd been a certain way he didn't like how he was being he had to leave because he felt so upset about where he was at. Like he was so sad and scared. Like he didn't even bother. Like if, if June felt like she had purpose here, he didn't want to be a burden. Like the whole thing was like really, really, really deeply depressing. Uh, like they put out, like, I think, um, AMC like put out resources and stuff. Like, so like, I, I appreciate that. Like, I'm, I'm glad they did. Cause it was, it was really heavy stuff, like mm-hmm. really, really heavy stuff. And I thought that that line of like, I'm not right. It was just like Garrett Dillahunt's a good actor, man. Mm. Like mm-hmm. he just like he like, and that was one of the things about John Dory that was always great was that like he kind of like felt like a big kid, uh, and so there was like sort of like this big kid energy where he's like, "I'm not right." It's like you know, like a like a like a nine year old saying that. It was sad. It was really sad. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, here we are in the world of Fear the Walking Dead, where the kids are terrible and evil, <laughs> and the grown-ups yeah. retain yeah. the childlike innocence right. and goodness. Right, 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 right. Yeah, and I guess for anybody who does, look, you know, need that kind of help or whatever, you know, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline yeah. mm-hmm. is available 24 hours. Um, what is the number? 800-273-8255. And so if you're struggling with the kind of things that could push you to a place, kind of a really dark place that'll put you in a situation where you're considering taking your life, then yeah, maybe start there and, you know, talk to someone um, because, you know, it's a very serious thing, you know, um, John Dory was going through a lot. And I think a lot of the people in the zombie apocalypse are going through a lot. Yeah. And it's, it's not unheard of to think that you could just have a moment where you're just like, I'm kind of done with this. I'm yeah. waking up every day and it's bleak. And so, yeah, anytime you can get assistance or talk to somebody that can, you know, make you feel better about your situation, I think you should go for it. Um, it's very sad to see John Dory go the way he did, but I was very happy that he didn't take his own life. Um, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, I still hate Dakota, but at least you know she protected <laughs> yeah. me from that. You know, yeah, yeah. So, it's not yeah. the darkest timeline because yeah. at least we had Dakota there to handle that. For so him. interested to see what they're going to do with that character. Yeah, yeah, like what is what is what could her end game possibly be? Because she is going to go. Okay, let's just assume that Dakota's plan goes exactly the way she wants it. Mm-hmm. She gets Morgan to kill her sister, and she goes with Morgan to Morganland. And they are building a great society. What's she going to do? She's just going to like get a job making shoes or something and hang out at Morgan's town for the rest of her life. Yeah. Isn't this the Negan story? Isn't that what he did? He just like, I'm just going to hang out. Just, just put me to work. I'm here. I killed you. I killed your buddy, but I'm here. Little baby Negan. 
Yeah. I mean, he got like, rehabilitated. He spent 10 years in the prison system. and Yeah. yeah I guess if 10 years is the, the penalty for bashing two of the beloved, one of the beloved characters in Abraham's head in yeah. uh, on The Walking Dead. Chappelle, okay. how dare you? Yeah. I, people liked Abraham. I just don't know many of the ones who loved him, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. Sasha, maybe. Um, But, yeah, so I, I guess, right? But in my mind, like, Dakota, you have to know that this isn't going to end well, right? Even if he kills Virginia, what's stopping you from getting killed next? Like, at this point, like, you kind of, you killed this man's best friend and several other people, and you're now pretty much holding him hostage because he can't do anything with you because he can't get back to Grace and the baby without, you know, if he, if he harms you. So, yeah, I don't see this ending well for Dakota. Honestly, I hope it doesn't. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what her end game is. Like, what do you do? Just start working in the the movie rental place? Like, the blockbuster? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what your move is. I, you know, it's just kind of in, like, a, as I believe they say, between a rock and a hard stone. You know? <laughs> yeah. Tough spot. Much. Yeah. I mean, everybody yeah. is just in the in the situation right now where how are we going to, like, wedge our way out of this? Yeah. And that's why I'm hoping that Josh's theory is right. Like, I'm hoping she goes full Joffrey, where she is the evil, mm-hmm. right? Like, where there is no rehabilitation, that this is just someone who we have to vanquish at some point, and we all feel okay with it, because despite her being a child, she sucks. And so I'm hoping for something like that, as opposed to, like, no, you did this really cool thing that I needed you to do, and it was by any means necessary, because Virginia was so horrible, but take me back. I don't want that at all. Give me Joffrey or uh, Ramsey Bolton to where I'm like rooting for this this girl's death every episode and then I finally get in and I'm like, okay, fine. You can kill everybody else now as long as she's gone first. Well, what if we're, we're, we're heading toward like a, a sort of situation where we thought Alpha was the big bad and it turned out Beta was? Is that what mm-hmm. we're, we're talking mm-hmm. about here? Like we, have, we have vanquished Virginia. We know how to deal with her. She's toast. But now, oh, look at this. It wasn't actually Virginia that was the one we had to worry about. Interesting. What if what if Virginia knows that though? Like, what mm. if they go to kill Virginia and she's like, no, 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 no. Listen, this has been Dakota the whole time. <laughs> it's been Agatha all along. You know, um, what if she has the moment and they're like, wait, we can't get rid of you know Virginia because we need her to get rid of this really evil child that she's spawned or raised or whatever. You know, and so I'll take it. Either one of them being super super evil, I'm fine with that because right now it's kind of like they're both kind of redeeming actually right now. Yeah, um, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like redeeming my bad guys because it's done so much. Every time you have a bad guy, you're like, oh, it's a bad guy with a heart of, heart of gold. You know, like, I don't like that. Give me someone who's pure evil just once to where I don't have to worry about them re, like, like re-indoctrinating themselves into like, oh, the group or anything like that. I just want them to die. And yeah. uh, for Dakota, I'm okay with it being her. I just really want want it to be interesting at the end of the day. And I don't think it's very interesting to say like, oh, no, they were flawed and, you know, uh, Julia Armand's their mom. Like, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, boy. I miss that show. I, but uh, on the other hand, I, I get real tired of The Walking Dad's... The, the Walking Dad? The Walking Dead's <laughs> MO <laughs> of um, here's a big bad person and they're evil and we got to wait for him to die and how are we going to kill him? Oh, look, here's another bad person that makes this bad person look not as bad. And here's a person who makes him even worse. Like you thought the governor was bad. What about Negan? You thought Negan was bad. What about alpha? Turns out Alpha's not the real bad one. It's beta. It's like at a certain point you get tired of that and fear the walking dead has done it. Like when it's at its worst, it's got one of those enemies kind of hanging out and Mm. 
like the vultures were just like maybe the worst Walking Dead universe villains uh, ever. They were so Freaking bad. Hated those yeah. guys. And, and you know, we get the worst one is now on the show part of the gang. Yeah. Just hang it out. Just hang it out. out. I like that. But, you know, on the other hand, we already have had that situation where, you know, the kid from the bad group tries to join the main group. And this one can't do that because we already did that once. (laughs) Basically. Yeah. Death to Dakota. I'm I'm calling it. That's where I'm, I'm planting my flag. She's got to oh, go. Yeah. I mean, she's yeah. not going to make it. She's not going to make it. I think the question is just like how far. Yeah. I, I mean, long term, for- short term, you know, mm-hmm. who gets to do it? Is like June going to do it? And then is that going to just like because like uh, Virginia's like, that's my sister. Like, it's just going to be like stupid yeah. overdrive stuff. No, no, Virginia I think, needs to do it. I think they need to take each other out. I think they need to be like Harry Potter and Voldemort going over the cliff. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll take it. But they survived that, didn't they? Uh, One of them did, sort of. Well, I they guess. survived over the cliff because then they like do yeah. the weird thing where they're flying around and their heads are like morphing into each other's heads. Yeah. Didn't the movie do that? <laughs> yeah, the movie did that. That's so stupid. It's stupid. <laughs> it was a little stupid. Yeah. Neither one can live while the other survives. It's a big. Yeah. It's, it, ma- it matters. Yeah. It matters. Does it? <laughs> Does it though? No. Oh, it cut. Look, we're not doing this right now. We're not doing this right now. (laughs) We're not. Harry Potter, that was that's close to my heart. I already hate the person who wrote the book. I can't do this right now. I get it. I get it. Obviously, I sunk a lot of time into that. We have some complicated feelings about Harry Potter on this podcast. Oh yeah, I get it. Very torn. Uh, Yeah, I'm fine with Virginia even killing Dakota. You know, maybe it's a situation where she realizes that that's her Achilles heel. Like this, this hold they have over Dakota, like Dakota, is the reason why I can never prosper. She's always trying to undermine me. She's always trying to get away. I'm spending so much energy on her that I can't even focus on my ultimate goal. And she could die, and I can go on to be uh, Super Virginia. I'm okay with that. Yeah. So she needs to kill the mini boss to get to her final form. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Kind of like absorb her or her power. You know. Yeah, I'll take it. As long as look, as long as Dakota dies, I don't really care how we get there. I want her out. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. She's gotta go. She's not long. My question is Dakota first or Charlie? Which which kid character will they get rid of? I think Dakota kills Charlie. Oh if she kills Charlie, then I might have to redeem her. Don't do that. (laughs) No, no, no. Dakota kills Charlie and then It's like the good son. It's the good son. Yeah. What if Charlie kills Dakota? Yeah. This, is Charlie like back in everybody's good graces if she kills Dakota? But or we can't have like, the good son. We couldn't have yeah. like Virginia trying to hold them both over the cliff because Virginia's yeah, like she only punch. has the one hand. <laughs> exactly. So the end of the good son is a little bit damaged with uh, Virginia in the in the mom spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit. But yeah. I yeah. think yeah, I think I think we lose Charlie this season. I think Dakota takes her out like Battle of the Evil Children, and then I think Virginia takes out Dakota for the good of the world and she is somehow fatally wounded in the process like she leads her into a pit of walkers and the walkers take them both out or sure sets I a stadium it. on fire and like goes back into the pit of fire yeah uh, i miss the days of uh riding the walking dead with you two it's so ha- it's so good to have josh back i'm i'm <laughs> yeah i'm really happy to be here so what did i miss <laughs> on the regular walking dead blah uh, so <laughs> So you know how Daryl was just learning how to love again, yeah. And he, you know, he and Connie had something good going, yeah. Well, it turns out that Connie didn't really teach Daryl how to love again. It was some random lady in the woods 
who's like so much better than Connie, apparently. Hmm. And she and she gave dog to Daryl and she named him dog. Huh. His name is dog. Yeah. That was one episode. Mm-hmm. Um, what see, happened to her? That, no, that's uh, it. We don't know. Oh, she's still uh, out there. She's Maybe. still out there somewhere. We don't know. Maybe. Oh, no. Back. So they like, went from like Daryl has no uh, love interest to now Daryl is in lo- a love triangle. Yeah. Daryl spent the whole like time jump banging it out with her, apparently. Mm-hmm. Like alternating looking for Rick and banging it out. And then she left him because he wouldn't choose the, her over the group. Yeah. And she left Dog to hang out with him. Uh, let's see what else. Princess. Chappelle, tell me about Princess. Princess was in a boxcar. Uh, she was taken hostage by some stormtroopers. And then she thought about a lot of stuff. And then she woke up because it was all like a psychotic dream. And it was kind of, kind of her Life of Pi episode, would you say? Yeah, it's like a whole episode of her in a boxcar trying to free her friends and get away from these stormtroopers who kidnapped her, only to find out that she imagined it all because she's nuts. And yeah. the episode may or may not have happened because we don't know if any of the things that she dreamt happened or if none of it happened. We just don't know. We just oh, don't no. know. So that was um, one episode. Yep. Oh, <laughs> Let's no. see. Um, Carol built a mouse trap and made some soup in a crock pot. That was one episode. Mm. She did do that. That was fun. Oh, gosh. Did we miss one of the others? Who else did we miss? Um, Let's see. We had the... Let's see. Well, what was... We had the first one. Oh, wait. There was the twins, right? So there was this one episode Oh, God. Yeah, the twins. How do we forget the twins, twins, Chappelle? Yeah. So, oh, gosh. What was the plot? (laughs) I'll tell you what the plot was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, no, no. You're you're not going to believe this. We should have just had a thing where we just tell you a bunch of plots and you have to decide which one is real because you would have picked this one as the fake one. So The twins? Aaron and Father Gabriel find this warehouse and they, it seems like it's a pretty okay place to spend the night while they're on their way, like looking for supplies and whatnot. And they find this $2,000 bottle of bourbon hidden in a desk drawer in this warehouse and they drink it and they get very drunk and they pass out. And the next morning... They they kill a pig that they find in the warehouse too. The next morning, mm-hmm. the T one thousand Robert Patrick yeah. comes yeah. in, and he makes them play Russian roulette with each other. And he's like, "You have to either shoot yourself or shoot your friend." And we're gonna just keep going until somebody gets shot. And then eventually, Father Gabriel talks him out of it. He like gives him a big preachy speech about you know there's still goodness in the world and and. <laughs> Everyone's kind of buying it, and Aaron's face softens, and then Robert Patrick, finally, the facade drops, and he feels human for a second. And then, as soon as that happens, and he puts down the gun, Father Gabriel straight up picks up (laughs) Aaron's spiky ball hand and murders him in the face. Yeah, hell yeah. But then, that's not the end of the episode. Yeah. Not the end of the episode. They go back, they hear something in the storeroom, and they smell something terrible. Oh, no, 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 no. He has kept There's his two twin- Robert Patrick's. There's two Robert two Patrick's. Robert Patrick's. Ah, yeah. Two Robert Patrick's. <laughs> yes. See, 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 Joshua. Um, this makes the whole thing worth it. This right here. This is why we watch. I waited a whole season for this. Some people wait a lifetime for a moment trick. like this, Chappelle. They do the twin trick. Yeah. Could this be the greatest love of all? <laughs> they, do, they 
they do a second Robert Patrick? There's a second yeah. Robert Patrick. <laughs> and just because he has nothing to do with anything uh, moving forward, because I believe they kill him too. Um, they, no, he kills they, himself, doesn't they, he? He kills they, himself. He kills himself. They go out of their way to make a second Robert Patrick and they kill him too? Yeah, the whole reason himself. you do the twin is so you can have the guy again. You just mm-hmm. kill him, the, the two twins in the same episode? See, yep, Josh. We we theorized that The Walking Dead was doing a lot with like the writers' room having certain exercises because of COVID. They couldn't have more than like two actors in one place at a time. Of course, uh, we, yeah. We do not seem to have that issue on on Fear the Walking Dead, but for some reason on Walking Dead proper, it was just kind of like here's three actors. Also, we're gonna make you play a second person as well because we need to get more dialogue into this episode. And they did it every episode. Every episode was like max three people at any given time. Wow. For a whole episode, and then almost nothing to move the plot, wow. and so yeah, I think that was honestly that was one of my favorite ones. Though that yeah, was, a, that it was, was <laughs> the most stuff happened in that one, and you also had like Father Gabriel straight up manipulating the T one thousand and murdering him in the face with a spiky ball hand. So yes. it was pretty great. Um, I don't know how we could have forgotten that one. That was wow. fantastic. That's such how a is, good. How was uh, how was the Negan episode? Whatever. Okay. Um, they told it out of sequence in a really weird way where they pretty much dropped the ball. Like they could have told it in order. It would have been fine. But they were like, no, three months. They did this a lot, actually, this season, like three months mm-hmm. before this and 12 months before that. Yeah, and yeah. So two, they go back two weeks to, before this. Like yeah. it was small time jumps that they could have just done in order. Honestly. Yeah. 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 But yeah, Negan's real like uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's real life wife played Negan's wife. Right, right. Um, I guess just to like keep the COVID bubble tiny. Yeah. And she was very good. And we learned a lot about Negan that I guess is useful information. But in the end, ultimately, it's another one you can skip. It did sort of, it called back to the Here's Negan comics. Josh, I don't know if you read those. Yeah, I know you were once deep upon into a time. It. Yeah. But they didn't go into the really interesting parts that make Negan Negan because. There is a whole like there's a whole chunk of that where you see like how he became hardened and ruthless and ready to like murder everybody with a baseball bat. Yeah. And that's something very specific that happens to him over time that is a recurring theme in The Walking Dead, and it's weird to me that they didn't go there. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of try to make it like this one inciting incident is why Negan is the way he is. Yeah. And we know that that's not the case, right? Like he's cause he develops his Negan persona over years and years of things that are going on. Um but they made it seem like he was a bummy gym coach who lost his job. And I mean, bummy in every sense of the way, like lost his job. It's cheating on his wife is a horrible husband, all the good stuff. And then, you know, this one moment happens, he breaks bad and then he puts on the leather jacket, hops on his motorcycle, wraps the bat and barbed wire. And he's Negan. And, you know, it was the best of the episodes. Mm-hmm. And that should tell you something. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm probably because I actually, I, you know, I've enjoyed The Walking Dead, uh, you know, season nine. I really loved and season 10. There was a lot that I really liked. So I'm a little like reticent to dive into these when it sounds like they were just sort of whatever. And especially if like it seems like they are not necessary, I'm probably going to skip. Them. Yeah, I think I, I'm not going to I think I'm not going to watch them. But then I really tempted to see the Robert Patrick one. Yeah, the Robert Patrick one, just for the what the what the hell just happened factor, 
I, we, we gave away the big twist. Like we yeah. are, you know, no, it, it was much, it was so much better to hear it that way. Yeah, I, I think so because, <laughs> or, you know, we could just tell you right now that we made up one of these and then you will never know which one it is because you're never going to watch these. That's not true though, is it? That's not true. We didn't make yeah. up any of them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I Daryl did- and Carol have a fight. That's another. Oh, thing. I heard about oh, yeah. that. I heard they got. It happens over the course of two episodes. <laughs> so yeah, and, there you go. And you're never going to believe this, Josh, because it's a really big departure for the character. Like Carol got upset and guilty over the things she had done to make things worse for her community, yeah. and she tried to leave. Yeah, of course. All the time, every yep. time, every time, every time, sixty percent of the time it works. Every time, every time, every mm-hmm. time. But yeah, now you're caught up. All Look right, you. yep. we're all set. All right. Well, I'm sorry you had to suffer. Uh, <laughs> we, were, we were having fun. Come on. Yeah. We had a good time. We had a very good time. We talked about time. everything except The Walking Dead on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it worked. Yeah. That's, That's what supposed, this podcast is, man. That's how it's supposed to be. It's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. And, yes. you know, you were very missed, Josh, but I'm happy for you that you did not have to watch them. Yeah, I'm happy for me, too, I think. Uh, but I, I do love fear, uh, this past season. I've really enjoyed fear. So like, I, I love talking about that one. I want, I, I don't know that I'll be here every single week, but I definitely want to be here as often as possible. And I'm planning on watching it. So, uh, you know, most weeks, knock on wood, I should be able to swing by, even if it's just for like a hot take. All right. So what we're going to do, Josh, we're going to make you the Phil Kogan of the podcast. We're just going to, I'm just going to send you the recording link every week. And I'll and pop can, in if I can make it. Yeah, pop in if you can make it for as long as you can make it. We're happy to have you. Yeah, that sounds great. It's good it's a good me. time. Yeah. So, Josh, tell tell the family what you're up to. Well, we've yeah. got so Josh, much. You've had a, hold on, Josh. You've had a lot going on. Yeah, it's a lot. Been, yeah, you got to catch the, the Walking gone. Dead listeners. And yeah, another Kelly Clarkson song. We that's yeah. two in one podcast. Look at us. Oh, uh, yeah. You got to give everybody the update on what you've been up to since you left us. Um, with the Walking Dead in our hands, and you know, and kind of trusted us with your baby. So, yes. what have you been doing? And yes. it's going to be about as weird as us telling you what happened on the Walking Dead. Well, exactly. Uh, I traveled very far. <laughs> I've gone. I've seen things that I'll never unsee. How many Robert Patrick's did you murder? Oh, you don't want to know. Part of why <laughs> I had the big laugh was because it was nervous laughter because mm, I've killed yeah. probably twenty four Robert Patrick's. Mm. Okay. Since I've been gone, uh, no, lots of work, just tons of work, <laughs> like just like really working a lot all the time, basically. Uh, and also just like a million podcasts that we're doing here on on Posha. So like we're we're deep in the in the trenches of the Patreon, fighting it out with Wario and the Wario Casino and the Posha Recaps Patron Discord. Uh, tons of Dungeons and Dragons antics in there as well. Uh, we've just uh, restarted Poster Recaps Theater with Emily Fox and myself. Uh, thank you to to both of you guys for holding it down, uh, as well as a bunch of other incredible guests that were that were there for that. Um, but yeah, life's just been really busy. Like I've had to take a step back for from a couple of podcasts, uh, including the Marvel podcast. So Kevin and Latanya and Mike have been holding that one down. Um, so like you've all just like been like. Uh, like really picking up my slack and I'm, I'm very appreciative. Uh, you're all incredible people. And, uh, that's not just the hosts, but also like the listeners who are like really cool with me needing to like, just like take a minute, just like recalibrate and stuff with everything I've got going on. So, uh, very, very grateful. But 
a lot happening in post-show, whether I'm there or not. Like, we've just got a million things going on. It's a really fun time to be part of this podcast community. Yeah, well, we're we're happy that you are making this podcast community happen, Josh. And it's a lot, but light at the end of the tunnel is coming, right? I, I don't know. <laughs> Might just be a train. Don't yeah, spoilers. I don't know. <laughs> don't tell me. I'll find out. We'll find out when we when we get there. Find uh, out together. Yeah, friends, family, we can do this. <laughs> Hope. Hope. Change. Togetherness. Change. We can do it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Chappelle, what's going on with you this week? Uh, this, as usual, I'm always looking <laughs> forward to this. Um, but this week. Well, okay, so last week, Rob and I talked about America's Next Top Model on the Reality TV Rewind on Rob Has a Podcast, and it is getting rave reviews. The show is absurd, and I'm very happy I forced him to watch it. Um, so this week, we're going to pivot a little bit. We're going to do uh, Nanny 911. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah. Uh, people have been spending a lot of time with their kids during uh, the quarantine and the pandemic and homeschooling, all that good stuff. And so we just wanted to highlight some of the struggles that some of the families had in the early 2000s where they had to bring in these super nannies from Britain to kind of help them out. And so this week we'll be talking about uh, one episode of that show. But uh, nothing else on the horizon right now. You know, I'm still following Big Brother with one eye open, you know, Big Brother <laughs> Canada. Uh, but no, I'm just hanging out with you every week. So I'm, I'm having a good time. Thank you so much for having me. And Josh, thank you for letting me fill in for you. These are huge shoes. Fill today. in? Are you kidding me? Like, yeah, it's like, uh, it's you, like own you own it now. You own it, dude. I love it. Aww, it, it, ma- it makes me so happy. I, I, I do feel like uh, we haven't talked a ton, but we've had like, <laughs> we've had some funny talks about like, I'm the Walking Dead guy now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I text Josh once a week, like seriously, seriously. <laughs> kills me. I, I give you my whole resume, and this is where you put me. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. Uh, it's been it's been a blast. I've yeah. enjoyed every second of it. So thank yeah. you so much. Me too. Me too, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jess, what do you got going on? Um. Well, I have. In addition to this, I have been spending every Thursday afternoon talking to Mike Bloom and Rob Sesternino about the CBS sensation that is sweeping the nation, um, Tough as Nails, which is the greatest competition reality show currently on television. I feel like that is in no way hyperbolic. And the one person who believes this more than I do is its host and creator, Phil Kogan. I believe that. believes in it so hard. He is willing to drop by our podcast every week to tell us what went on on the show behind the scenes and in front of in front of the camera and behind it. And he has some wild stories. He goes off on some really weird tangents. He comes in at 11 and just goes up from there. So if you feel like a weirder me, guy than you expect, he is. He's something else. He yeah. is like everything I wanted him to be and more. Like I had met Phil once prior to this whole toughest nails, Michigas, and it it it's really like i didn't get a sense of like what he is what kind of person he is as a as a person and it is it is pleasantly surprising like you know he's a nice guy you know he's a great guy you know he's down to earth but he's also deeply deeply weird and i really love that for him uh so yeah somebody go back in time like while we're reality rewinding someone stop off at like 2008 and tell, go to Tarkon and tell me that someday I'm going to get to do a podcast with Phil and just like watch what happens. It's it's really unreal. So with all due respect, that's what we're going to do with time travel. Yes, I, I would do it. That's <laughs> how we're going to use. I know you would, Chappelle. Yeah. I would do it. <laughs> I'm down for the meme. <laughs> okay, yeah. I will do it every time. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. You don't have to. It, let's just let 2008 me be surprised when <laughs> when she comes of age. But if you like me, grew up. I love you, Jess. Yes, oh, I, I like you very much. I, I love know you, you do. Yeah. I know you do. Yeah, I lo- I love you too. I love you both. Um, <laughs> we're at that part of the podcast. That's oh, where boy. we are. That's where we're at. Yeah. yeah, but if you like me, grew up watching Amazing Race. It's worth it to tune into this podcast just to get a sense of what Phil Kogan That's is really fun. like. That's cool. It's very fun. Yeah. It's great. So, yeah, I think that about wraps it up for us. Uh, plenty going on at Post Show Recaps. If you want to know everything that's going on at Post Show Recaps, the way to do that is to sign up to become a patron because beneath the surface of the podcasts in your podcast feed is a whole, once again, deeply weird and wonderful universe of content. Becoming a patron of Post Show Recaps gets you access to a whole extra feed with at least three weekly new podcasts. It gets you access to a patron discord which if you don't know about discord you can learn real quick it's easy to pick up and it is a community of people that are just waiting to welcome you in with open arms and bring you into whatever it is you're interested in if you want to watch movies if you want to do show rewatches if you want to play dungeons and dragons read a book or participate in a brant steel with increasingly it's like a, it's complicated like a streaming rules. service it is it is a streaming service. And That's how we is- like set it up. Is like there's just like at least like twenty different like avenues that you can explore and just like play a game or like watch a thing, talk yeah. about this. Like there's just like endless opportunities to do like varied types of fun. It's great. It's my favorite place on the internet. Yeah, I'm it so is. It's it's a I wonderful know. place. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. I do. It, it sucks so you in. Like Josh is on the Discord right now. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Oh, yeah he, he's, sure. he's been playing in the Wario Casino this entire time. No, no, I've been eyeing the Wario Casino, but I, uh, I haven't, uh, I haven't been, I haven't been taking a chance. Although now that you, uh, yeah, now, okay, tell us, tell us what you get. All right, so let me just do a quick. App well, the Wario thing is, chance. we're having like a weird Wario time where he's not telling Ooh, everybody what boo. they get. Yeah. Oh, you got a boo. Yeah. 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 Who are you gonna boo? Well, let's see. Does does anyone have one? Is King Boo in the rotation right now? You can't oh. see the counts. Wario's blocking stuff. I tried to yeah, tell y'all. It's yeah, the it's fog. So weird. It's the fog. Like I got yeah, in the there fog. and Wario's like, I'm taking away money. I can't tell you what it's you have. Fog. Like, come on, man. Yeah. I, I hate that I have to be in there twenty four seven to understand what's going on. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm I'm like I'm like Grandpa Simpson. I went I went in, I went very back out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but definitely oh. join. Yeah, definitely join. <laughs> um maybe you can explain it to me. Yeah. All right. And of course, on the main channel, lots of stuff going on. We've got everything is super, Bloom Files. Um, what else, Josh? Just so much. Final Fantasy VIII, Down the Hatch. Down the Hatch, we're almost done with season four. We're really close. It's crazy. Season four Yeah, we're very near the end. Uh, we've got the finale podcast is starting this week, and then it continues next week. It continues for the next three months. Uh, it, it legitimately continues for the next three weeks. We've got like three <laughs> weeks of finale coverage, basically. Yeah. Oh, I've, I've been down that road. Ben. Yeah. 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 So lots of stuff going on. Um, be sure you have subscribed to us on your podcatcher of choice and rate and review us. Leave us co- positive comments. We always love to hear those. Thank you to everybody that writes in with feedback. Um, special shout out again to our pal, Andrew Yu, who wrote in this afternoon with all of his comments and 
had some very funny thoughts. Um, so we appreciate all of you. Uh, hit us up on the Twitter. You can at post show recaps. You can also at me at Haymaker Hattie Chappelle. Where are you? At Chappelle's underscore show on Twitter. And that's it. <laughs> that's it. And Josh, where are you? I ask myself that every day. Uh, I know. It's a hard question. Uh, at Round Howard on these mean internet streets. Yep. And make sure you tell Josh how much you enjoyed having him here and how you want him back. And I think he really, he's the kind of person that thrives on that kind of encouragement from his public. So yeah. I encourage you all to at him. I even succumb, he says, to, Don't I succumb him. to peer pressure because it he just feels so, it feels, it feels really bad. And <laughs> Look, so like I just lean in. This man has yeah. done a whole ass podcast because people wouldn't leave him alone about it. Yeah. More than once. So, so many times. <laughs> Way too many times. Tell him Check you love him on together. here. Yeah. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> yep. And tell him you love him on this podcast and he will come back. That's yeah. what I'm, that's what I'm encouraging this week. Well, it's a, it's a good okay. experiment. Uh, but don't tell me if you don't want me. Just don't say yeah. anything. Yeah, just keep it to yourself. Yeah, that's fine. I and, it's, and I get it. Like I totally get it. I totally get it. But like, don't tell me. I don't get it. I don't need to know. I don't. Couldn't <laughs> understand it. Could even understand nope. it if I tried, Josh. I'm like, I, no, I, I will understand fine. the Wario it's, Casino before I will understand these people. It's, it's totally fine. But I don't need to know. <laughs> feel, everybody, you know, this is something I tell my son every day. It's okay to feel the way that you feel about things, but how you react is, you know, that's something you can control. Yeah. There you go. So that's your, that's your thought for the week. So thank you to the two of you, my podcast brothers for joining me on this amazing journey into fear the walking dead. Once again, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.